0: I wonder if you'd like to open your Word this morning to Matthew chapter six, and we're going to read from verse five to fifteen. It's Matthew chapter six, five to fifteen. When you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand to pray standing in the synagogues, and on the street corners. And be seen by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is he's, what he's done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans. For they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for the Father knows what you need before you have even asked him. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts As we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your Heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. Let's just pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, what an awesome God you are this morning, Lord. And this morning we heard in that beautiful chorus, Lord, you will never let us go, Lord. You'll never give up on us, Lord God. And this morning, Lord God, as we we tackle this word forgiveness, Lord, I just pray, Lord God, that you're able to open our hearts this morning. Soften our hearts, Lord. And allow us to hear the word that you've written for us, Lord. Just be with us now, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. They're powerful words, aren't they? And forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. C.S. Lewis once wrote that forgiveness is such an easy thing until we've got to forgive someone, until someone has hurt us. And someone has come against us and wronged us. It was great hearing your message again this morning, Lauren, as well, when you were talking about the courts. And it ties in beautifully with forgiveness this morning. And probably even what I'm going to deal with this morning is unforgiveness in our hearts, which then brings strongholds into our own lives with closed doors behind them and hardens our heart. Both through what God wants to do with us, and what we can do with God as well. I can recall a time, (laughs) working life's a pretty exciting thing when you're a tradesman, Um, you tend to deal with some pretty interesting and uh, colourful characters in my working career. Um, I can recall this time uh, fairly recently when I was um, working with a crew, Uh, I was a safety officer and uh, was in, indeed um, standing up for the crew in, in safety uh, situations and quite often, in many occasions, had to stand up against the company and, uh, and ask for a few things that we needed to, uh, to make our jobs a bit safer and to keep them honest as well. This, of course, brought me into the limelight and a lot of firing line and some of the uh, management team didn't appreciate, one man in particular, but I, I believe I did it with uh, a dignity, not as a stand up, stand my fist down and demand things, but with um, respect to what the company can and can't do as well. Um, and as I worked, continued to work for the company, a lot of the management team actually said that to me and, and thanked me for being the respectful person that I was in that role that I was, in the demanding role that it was. Put me in the firing line a lot, Um, one particular supervisor took it upon himself to make that a little bit further than what probably needed to be and I was under a fair bit of persecution from that. I can remember coming home one day um, and sharing that story and what had been happening with me at work um, with my girls at home in the kitchen one day and uh, I was getting angry. I can feel the anger welling up inside me And I've actually stopped mid-sentence and got my girls around me to pray for me. To calm that spirit that was inside me, raging and getting stronger and stronger. And they did. They gathered around me and laid hands on me and prayed for me and it was amazing to feel the Holy Spirit come upon me at that time and just release me of that anger that was building in me. This person had wronged me. He had set me up for failure. He had not give me plans, he'd give me the wrong plans. Um, And it was a difficult time. I'd like to say that after that time in prayer with my girls, everything went away and it was all rosy. But it wasn't. But in hindsight now, looking back on it, three or four years later, I can look at it and I think, oh, well actually God did work in that situation. He took the anger away because I was actually starting to blow days. I was right off my game and it was quite a difficult time for me but what it did was it settled the anger that was building for him and I found that I had forgiven him and I look back now I think yeah I had forgiven him but it was a place that I had to come into my heart first I had to realise that the unforgiveness that I had for this supervisor was then affecting my personal life as well it was affecting my walk with the Lord my witness to my girls as a father and what that meant for them as well. And it was difficult for me. And so again, several months went by and uh, I was able to uh, eventually come back into line. I worked under another supervisor after a while and it's amazing how much easier it is when you've got someone else who's actually supporting you through your role as well. But it's amazing what unforgiveness can do And it slowly builds its stronghold in your heart, if you allow it to. And you've got to remember that forgiveness isn't easy when someone else has wronged you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive yours. They're pretty powerful words, aren't they? we've got to make that first step ourselves quite often and step forward and seek that forgiveness ourselves for the person that has wronged us. It seems a backwards way of doing it. Maybe some of the things that we might think about, our sins and and, and people who have even wronged us, what does forgiveness really mean? see, forgiveness does not mean approving what someone else has done to you. It doesn't mean you have to be a doormat. It doesn't mean that there isn't a consequence in that. It doesn't mean that if I had have lost my temper at work and thumped this guy, I wouldn't have lost my job, even if I asked for forgiveness of that guy in my workplace I would have lost my job even though I may have sought forgiveness from them and said I'm sorry there is sometimes still a consequence there is still hurt in our hearts it often doesn't mean you're going to become best friends again either if you've wronged a best mate and you've stabbed him in the back and that door may never open again But through the grace of God, some of those things can change. We have a look at Matthew chapter 18, 21 to 35. Matthew 18, 21 to 35. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me, up to seven times? Jesus wisely answered, and I tell you, not seven times, but seventy times seven. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began to settle, as he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him, since he was not able to pay, the master ordered him that he, he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to, <clears throat> to repay the debt. At this, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, Lord, he begged, and I'll pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, cancelled his debt and let him go. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins, a mere pittance to what he owed his master. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe to me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged, be patient with me, O master, and I will pay it back. But he refused and instead he went off And had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were outraged and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called his servant in. You wicked servant, he said. I cancelled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy On your fellow servant, just as I had on you. In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers and tortured him until he could pay back all he owed. This is how Jesus said, my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or your sister from your heart. You see, it's a heart thing. It's not that that issue never happened. We're no different to that man right there, as Lauren pointed out this morning. We were sinners, and we still are. And the difference between us, who are Christians and sitting here, is we're forgiven before Christ. Through Christ and what Christ has done for us. We're no different to the guy on the street. And I'm often pulled up in my workplace. What are you doing that for now? You're supposed to be a Christian. Why are you doing that? Why are you you like that? Why are you getting angry? You're supposed to be a Christian. And quite often, quite often they're right. And I shouldn't be losing my temper, but we do. I shouldn't be holding a grudge, but we do. And it builds that stronghold up in our hearts and it makes our heart even harder again but we need to get our heart right before God because I'm no saint I'm no perfect Christian that's standing before you today and and I am, I've got a lot of broken stuff and brokenness in my life and we're going to talk about some of that probably in a couple of weeks time but God is powerful in that he's forgiven what I've done. He's forgiven what you guys have done. But we need to give that sin, we need to give that burden over to him. And that is often not easy. Where I previously worked in Gove, I, I worked there for um, 16 years. And when I first arrived, some of the guys that were there before me had been there for six, nine years before me. And this one particular guy um, did not have forgiveness in his life whatsoever. If you wronged him, he held that against you for the rest of your life. There was a couple of guys that uh, we worked with out in the field and uh, this particular guy had been um, stabbed in the back or wronged by these guys uh, on a previous occasion before I'd turned up. And in the whole time I was there, every time this guy's name came up, Or came across our books for a job to be done, this fellow was looking for ways to get back at him, drag the job out, make it longer, delay the job, make it so we can't do the job. It was uh, really, really frustrating from us on the floor because he's in the box seat telling us where we need to go and what we need to be doing. There was no forgiveness and you could see the hatred in his heart, in his eyes and in the way he spoke about this other person. And I'd come across it so many times in my workplace. People have been stabbed in the back before and were never able to be released from that. You can see that drag them down. Um, I'm probably a pretty good person for, for, for actually forgiveness because Kylie can testify to this she'll say things and I've forgotten them five minutes later and stuff will come up in our lives and she'll remind me of what I'd said or what I'd done and I've just gone I must have done it I must have said that but I don't remember and so for me it's really easy I can just drop that move away and move on and for people sometimes that is really difficult to do because you have been hurt, you have been broken at some time by somebody. But well, what I can say is I can see and I felt that release when my girls were praying for me that afternoon and I could feel the, it was the most amazing feeling and that anger just completely release and melt away from me. And it's great when you've got an awesome Christian family and the girls around you to pray with you and and to give you that prayer support as well. And I can hear and testify to you today that that is a sort of most amazing thing, to release and forgive someone that not only has wronged you, but has con- is going to continue to wrong you into the future as well. I'd stopped blowing days. I'd got my head back in the game again and doing what I was supposed to be doing had my guard up all the time I won't deny that and was protecting myself to make sure that it didn't happen again but I also was had acknowledged the fact that the anger was doing some incredible stuff to my own life and that I needed to release that anger and give that over to God and again it was only when the Holy Spirit came in and melted my heart because I can remember looking at my girls as that anger was building and their face was like of shock. I don't think they'd seen their dad quite so angry before. Um, Maybe Zoe might have seen it a few times. But um, yeah, it was just interesting to see that and then to be able to have that amazing joy and the release of allowing that to go past. In Luke 6... 37 we again look do not judge and you will not be judged do not condemn and you will not be condemned but forgive and you will be forgiven it starts with us it starts with us to make that first step forward to seek Christ's face to be able to step forward and say, Lord God, you're right, I am a sinner and I need to come to you and I need to come to the foot of your cross again. It's amazing, we've got this amazing cross that stands behind us this morning. It's not a sign of, of um, torture as some people might think but for me, it's a sign of exactly what Christ has done for me. And it's a reminder every day of what Christ has done for each of us here this morning. He's paid the price, as Lauren mentioned this morning. He's paid that price. The judge has said the penalty of sin is death. And through that, we don't have a choice in that. Except through Christ and what he has done for us. We've got to come to the foot of the cross. We've got to get our hearts in the right place. We've got to release that sin and that burden that is on our hearts and give that over to God. So do not grieve the Holy Spirit in Ephesians 4, verse 30 and 32. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you are sealed for the day of redemption. But get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger. Get rid of the brawling, the slander. Get rid of every form of malice that you have not just a little bit oh I can forgive that guy because he didn't really hurt me that much oh yeah well she's really hurt me you know she just that was a really nasty thing that she's done or that other person has done to you but we need to get rid of all forms of that malice we need to be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other again, just as Christ has forgiven you. Again, as Christians, we get that tag, don't we? Oh, we're just perfect. You do gooders. You know, you, you just do everything you can to be right. And I had a conversation with my boss only this week about uh, forgiveness and uh, it was one of the things that has probably turned him away from church is that people don't um, I think he's coming from a Catholic background but they'd go to a confessional they'd confess it with their mouth to the priest, the priest would say go away and say Hail Mary's and it's all good and it all goes away well no not necessarily you still have that person that's hurt you, you still have that hatred in your heart Yes, you have confessed it. And, you know, that's the first step is to owning up to that confession and speaking it out with your mouth to someone else, not to hurt the the other person as well, but to actually speak it out and confess the anger that you have for that person or the hatred you might have for that person because that's getting your heart in that right place. You need to be speaking to someone. Maybe you will need counselling to get over some of the issues that you've got. And some of those things that have happened in your life and in your walk. But we strive as Christians, which is what I told my boss, to be more like Christ. And I said to him, I said, I'm no different to you. I still have the same desires that you have. I still have strongholds in my life that need to be broken. But through Christ, I'm able to... Seek that forgiveness and have that broken in my life and over my life. I have no idea where I am because I just completely go off my notes, but isn't that interesting? <laughs> so it needs to start from our heart. And yes, it can be very, very hard. So again, do not grieve the Holy Spirit with whom you are sealed for the day of redemption and we need to get rid of all that bitterness and that rage and anger, the brawling and the slander along with every form of malice. And it's where we come to then once we've done and dealt with that is to come to the foot of the cross and seek repentance. We need to ask Christ for help. We might need to ask someone else for help as well. But God can bring in a great Christian counsellor for you to deal with that as well. But when we speak that out and we seek and we confess that to the Lord, it actually exposes it to the light. And if you can imagine a, a clay jar with cracks in it, that is my life, and it's got cracks and broken pieces in it. But when you put a light bulb into that jar and it shines out, Christ's love is shining out through that brokenness in our lives and in my life. And that's exactly what it does. It exposes that brokenness that is there and allows God to deal with it. it takes the power away from Satan. Because no longer is it hidden, it's now out in the light and that's where God can have that victory over your life as well. Let's get rid of that unforgiveness in our hearts. Let's expose that So Satan can't drag us down any further. And allow the Holy Spirit to bring healing into your life. It is an amazing release. And it's amazing what Christ can do to you and do for you when you do release that to God. While Christ hung on that cross, he cried out a man who was innocent who had done no wrong and he cried out and he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they've done. Is there someone in your life that you need to forgive? might be a group of people. You might have a long list of people that have wronged you over the years. I challenge you this morning to bring that to Christ this morning. To put that at the foot of his feet and allow him to forgive you for that. There might be strongholds in your own life that you struggle with daily. And I don't know what they may be, but God does. And I can stand here this morning and testify how amazing that is to have those strongholds broken in your life and having that release broken and let go because if it doesn't happen it continues to hold you down you don't allow God to do what he wants you to do in your life you're weakened by that thanks Mitch as we just come around again and worship the staff this morning, the front is always open for prayer. And I'd love to pray with you. There's some other guys here as well that would love to pray with you and pray through that as well this morning. And yes, it can be hard. And yes, there is brokenness there and hurt. I don't expect that to just float away and be fluffy and be nice and it's all gone because there still is a healing time for that. And it's a process that we've all got to go through. But strongholds in our heart need to be broken. And we need to give that over to God. To give us that fullness that we can only have in Christ. And the forgiveness of our sins. Just as Christ has forgiven you... Let's give that over to him and forgive that person as well in your life. Thanks, God.